say that that's definitely that's definitely about about what's happening. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so you came to New Orleans. Forget about my viewpoint. What uh, <laughs> you, you came to New Orleans? Uh, was it 1992? 1995. 95. Okay, right. So it's late on. Right. No wonder I'm like. Completely yeah, on. it was amazing because I I just like. Fell off the boat, you know. It's like, where am I? Oh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Well, I never really heard of New Orleans. <laughs> well, I've heard of it, you know. Right. But um, as to actually ever coming here, no. It was never in the rem- You know, it's like going to Uranus or something. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go to Neptune. Okay, sure. Uh-huh. Sounds great. Um, you know, and 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 and. You know, the second day I was here was the first day of Jazz Fest. Mm-hmm. And I'd never heard of Jazz Fest. <laughs> I, I was like, wow! Because yeah. New York is very inside. You're always inside. You're walking along the street, and then you go inside to a uh-huh. building. And then you go... You're all, you know, you're, the outside is just a means of transport to the to next the inside. inside place. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, you're outside. Uh-huh. It's like... No, you're transported to the outside. Uh-huh. And it's like, wow, what a great thing. Uh-huh. You know, um, hanging out outside. So, um, so it was, it was great. I, 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 um, definitely was, was a, the, um, antidote to, to my New York blues at the time. So, um. You know, um, but there is always melancholy attached to being down here. It's, you know, um, but it's, it's all part of the process. So, you know, um, it's, you know, as long as you can stay alive, you know, and reflective and expressive, you know, then it's all, then it's all good as the kids say these days, you know. And, um, I, like I said earlier, I loved the whole fluidity of the click situation. There was just, and, and, and as you, and, and I, you know, I liked meeting you and doing, you doing all your different projects. You were, you're right about that. You know, New Orleans, if you have an idea, you can do it. That's great. And, um. Um, I fell into the same thing that I was trying to get out of, basically, when I came, you know, hooking up with Nick Sonsenbach, who right, was right. like a total out saxophone player, but had this body of songs, so it was like, oh, I have my rock band and my out band, you know, it's like, wow, just like home, you know, <laughs> but, you know, of course, it was all, it was all colored by, you know, the New Orleans experience, and, um, it was great because there was dancing, people danced to music, and, and the beat, suddenly, I was like, you know, because back in the, you know, after the punk funk scene, you were talking about scenes dying. Well, that, you know, that happened in New York a lot, too, you know, that it's like, you know, um, species in the rainforest, like, all of a sudden there's a species, and then it's gone, and it's extinct, and it happens on a kind of rapid scale. Mm. You know, and, um, <clears throat> but there, you know, after the, the punk funk scene, which was in, in, in like the early 80s, mm. and, um, 
centered around A7, that and the St. Louis crowd, among other, you know, it was like black and it was very black and white integrated, and Asian and um, mm. in and Latino and like it was very like that, and it was so exciting. <clears throat> and um um but that like really self-destructed it was like you know the drug scene kind of just totally that was happening um um so i'd sort of and that was very based on dance beats and you know right around that time of course hip-hop was starting to become really huge and and um, that was based on dance beats, but that was getting totally away from jazz. Mm -hmm. So, so in ja in the jazz world, it was um, getting in New York. It was getting totally away from the beat. Like there was no beat. It was like I remember going back there in the in the like late '90s, and I was at this bar and <laughs> playing this music. I was like, "How out can things get without a beat?" And it was sounded like a jet engine idling. It was like. <laughs> you know, for like a half an hour. Wow. <laughs> it was just this like jet engine idling. And I'm like trying to talk to the bartender. I'm like, who is this? It's like, well, I don't know. Let me go check. And, you know, um, so it was like totally, so it was really refreshing to come down here and hear the beat again and hear people dancing to uh, it and and then then getting into the whole second line thing and the and the and the Mardi Gras Indian stuff like the drummers and those like Ch Wild Chop Tulas and Magnolias and all those guys it's like man this stuff's incredible and these guys aren't famous or anything like the musicians like the drummer was some kid I remember it was in the Mermaid days it's like, who is this? He's like phenomenal, mm -hmm. and um, and this beat, those beats, like you know, it's like it's like Zigaboo, you know, it's like okay, I mean Zigaboo, Zigaboo, but these guys were like awesome in their own right, as along those same lines, yeah. like this that displacement and that mm -hmm. incredible syncopation that that. And and total funk, you know, and so that was like, wow, okay, but still, you know, get me out of here. That's too small, and you know, and I and I played with all sorts of people, and and it was really, it was really rewarding. I didn't have a place to practice. It was really, it took me a long time to reconcile being down here, to actually, and I left and went with. Um, my lady friend Hillary too. She went to Cornell, and so I went to Ithaca for two years, and and that was nice. That was really nice for me. Um, but you know, come back here, and um, um, you know, I was writing a lot. I was writing a lot, and once again, I, I came back here in like two thousand one or two thousand two, and. And it's like once again, get me out of here. And so I went out to the West Coast, to to Portland, and um, which is a whole story in itself, like musical story. And um, then Katrina happened, so I came back, and 
you know and so it's it's my experience in new orleans has been like it's great get me out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> what are the things as that, a lot of people I'm you sure. went through things that are great now what, what is it that makes you get get me what's to get me out of here thing? well you know it's what we were talking about off tape it's like it's like how the the press the music press down here and the critics just do, do, don't really seem to care about yeah. anything but um you know nashville type you know recreation of a certain period or something and you know living off your laurels i mean there's those great Mardi Gras tunes that they... It's like Christmas carols. Okay, wheel out the Mardi Gras tunes. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, somebody wrote those tunes at some point. And there yeah. was like a creative effusion where they came up with these great Mardi wow. Gras songs. Oh, well, you know, I mean... are we, So we're going to have to listen to those like for the next 10,000 years right. or something? Well, you know, it, it, it's like... Um, you know, and it just graded the whole New York sensibility of supporting innovation and creation, and then the whole New Orleans thing is like suppressing creation and innovation. You know, although New Orleans has this weird, and I've never been able to, and I'm sure it's a mystery, you know, everybody feels that way. It's like this weird tension between total suppression in favor of tradition and encouraging you to just break out of it and go into something so incredibly hip and new that it takes the world by storm. Right, right. I mean, it happened with jazz, but it also happened with funk. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and um, you know, and on all sorts of variations on genres. You know, a lot of stuff has come out of here, yeah. like the Louis right. Prima stuff and jump, right. you know, that, like that kind of stuff. You know, that's... That, it just has this weird tension between, you know, not encouraging it and then birthing it. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just odd. It's mm. it's odd. And um but to be blunt about it, it's like n- no motherfucker in this town has ever written about me. Ever. You know, I mean maybe a sentence here or there like he's playing drums, yeah. but it's like yeah, you know, happen? it's like it's like I've been playing here for like fifteen years now, and it's like, you know, people tell me that you know, you know, and I know what I'm playing, you know. It's like I understand. Okay, you know, technically challenged, you know, but but you know, to a certain extent, but you know, it's like I've only tried to get better over the years, and and you know, and it's it's like, um. And I think I've I put out some, I mean, I, I've listened to a lot of the stuff that I've done here, you know, at least a few, a t- couple of times, and um, there's been some incredible stuff. Oh, yeah, and, 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 I, and I really like the city's freedom to do stuff because they don't care. It's sort of like an insouciance, you know, yeah. it's like you can do what you want because nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah, no. um, I think you know it's interesting because I I, I remember I, I know what you mean. One mm-hmm. of the reasons I have in Zoom is because no one no one no one talked to. There's a lot there's a lot of interesting things there, and I think if people understood some features of music, uh, it, it might be easier. Or at least that would be my hope. But you know, I mean, I remember even around the musical community when you showed up and I wanted to play with you, but I played I played with all kinds of people. Down there, you know, 
Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. the hard thing was that you get you on a gig and have to try to, and, and it was mysterious to me to have to try to explain because it was like they wanted something really creative, but then if there was something there, they were extremely suspicious of it. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, very so this suspicious. Is, this, is, this is the thing. It's suddenly so sudden suspicion. Wait, but he's not doing anything that would indicate to me that he knows what he's doing. Right, right, I right. Said, I got well, that in New York, too. I, said, well, I got that in New York. That's not the idea, is to do what somebody else is doing to right. make you or, feel okay. I, you know, it, it, a, lot, a lot of times when I play, I go, I, I go in, you know, I practice a lot and go to this, I'm like steering toward this area. Like I'm developing chops to be able to do something that I don't even know I'm gonna do. Yeah, and so you know, and you know, and it's just like, is it gonna work? <laughs> and the better, the more control I have, the more it'll work. But yeah. but a lot of times it comes across as ham-handed and yeah, you know, and shit like that, and and bullying. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I always I always want to do this new thing. I have this concept in my head that I want to express. And it's it has, goes back to that always. I want to do original stuff, uh-huh. and I want to do some stuff that pushes the limits. And and it's it's you don't know where the lines are drawn. You know, it's like it's like okay, I can understand the value of drumming and dance, even though there's drum machines now that are perfectly capable of like and like every hit record uses them now yeah. you know so why do you even play drums anymore uh-huh. you know and but but i kind of came down here and there's um, so many great drummers yeah. that plays the beat and makes you want to dance and it's great so it's like wow okay this is upsetting my whole concept of like you know, yeah. be you know, timeless drumming and timeless time, and you know all these paradoxical oh. intellectual concepts and stuff. You know, okay, now I want to do the free bop stuff, but I don't want it to be free bop and you know, and it's always like playing around with forms and stuff, and in, invariably I will like, you know, hit clams or whatever, mm. <laughs> trying to push it. But as Alfred North Whitehead says, it's like. Reality is always ragged. True reality uh, always has ragged edges. So, so when you were, um, let me try this out. So when you were, uh, and I remember, I remember another, another, there's two things that suddenly ran in my mind. One was I remember one time walking by your house when I was on the way over there, or maybe I stopped in, and I, you were playing some straight bits. It was what I'm hearing, some straight up, you know, like the straight up bebop language thing. This is like when you were up in near Oak Street. What was that next? Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. On um, Jeanette and Dublin. What's funny, you know, and then I asked you later, so, oh, I was transcribing this Max Roach thing. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, it didn't shock me that you were doing that. What shocked me is the fact that people around you would. It, blo- it boggled their mind that that was the case. Either you had to be lying or. <laughs> And that really, in a sense, blew my mind. I was like, wow, how's, uh, what a strange... I, I practice bebop. That's what I practice. Oh, I know. It's that's, clear from what you're talking about. It, and you're it, talking about your history of your life. Sure. I see. I know this. But the amazing thing is that, is, that, is that what you're talking about is the history. Because, like, there's a certain music development, how music in New York ended up the way it is, how it ended up not sounding like that, how you come here, how you come here. And even though people know all that, in fact, what it is is you're coming up with a lot of jazz students who theoretically in their head should know 
that music develops and that this happened. Except as you said, Stanley Crouches and Crep did. Yeah, right, 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 the right. Crouches right. made them crotchety, and the next thing is that <laughs> is that is that they can't understand the relation. You're you're supposed to always be demonstrating. You're supposed to spend most of your life demonstrating to people that are have been trained to recognize whether you know what you're doing, that you know what you're doing, not actually getting around to the point that you're trying to talk yeah, about. That's, yeah, yeah that's, that's a big sticking point. I took lessons. I studied when I first went to New York. I was like, I, God, i got to study with one of these masters. Mm -hmm. And I saw Barry Altschul and Andrew Cyril advertising in The Voice, and I called up Barry Altschul. He was kind of snarling to me and so I went oh let me try Andrew and so Andrew's really nice so I'm like I'm going with Andrew there's a story behind that too I had heard Andrew Surreal's solo album played by Arnie Young this drummer in Kansas City mm -hmm. right before I went he's like oh you're going to New York listen to this yeah. it's like Maono or something like yeah. it's like Andrew's solo album I was uh -huh. like what the, what the hell is that uh -huh. you know it's like so anyway, it was great studying with Andrew, but I, I have to say, like, some of the Andrew's stuff, you know, he spent all that time innovating and pioneering this, that he was on all those classic Cecil records, and he's just like this incredible conceptual guy, and it's just incredible technique. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but he, you know, sometimes he seemed, like, later on to be, like, having to prove that he could play bebop. Right. You know, like he was being forced into that situation. Yeah, it's like, I don't really want to hear, you know, he's not, I don't like him playing bebop as much as I like, like, you know, um, uh, you know, who, who, you know, any number of people, you know. Like, but, you know, it's also you know, part, of the, part of the big, great cultural illusion of how many people actually liked bebop. It wasn't very many. Right, people. right. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what's really funny. Like, like <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, we're we not the world's see, most commercial music. We can see. Sell that many well, years. we can yeah. see that with trad. I mean, yeah. them going back to trad. It's like it's like they yeah. never got to bebop to begin with. Now it's going back to its. Yeah, you know the last thing you know. Always fall, you know the false, the, the false, uh, uh, false images. Are, 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 right, you're right. I don't think people ever glommed onto bebop that much either. Maybe brute, maybe take five. You know that yeah. was like a, that was, that was like the outer records. limits. They were popular yeah. records. I mean, there were some popular jazz records. I'm not saying jazz wasn't popular. I'm just, jazz was the only. Well, popular, I'm, I, saying, I'm saying in that style. I think you said it once best when we were talking. Once outside, at a, you know, on the balcony. Once you were saying that um, the people in the fifties, you know, wanted to. They were, you know, the the post-war, you know, college degree thing, and everybody wanted to be smart, and so jazz was very smart, and every, you know, it, it was like a way of being intellectual, and mm -hmm. and the all the jazz guys wore suits and yeah. stuff like that, and so it was, it was like, you know. Who reads Playboy, you know? <laughs> right, right. The, the Playboy man, you know, uh -huh. like digs, uh -huh. like Chet Baker. Right. right. Yeah, and drives a Corvette. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, you know, you know, it was, it was like a cultural thing, which is like one thing that Jimbo said to me, who can, Jimbo can be cynical about a lot of things, but in a way, if you look at it as cynicism, and I think a lot of it is realism, mm -hmm. but he... He pointed out once that music is not music. 
sometimes it, or a lot of times it's sociology mm -hmm. it's 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 not an artistic phenomenon it's a sociological phenomenon like you know it's a it's a social thing totally. and you know and i call it anthropology music whenever i play at the elks club or <laughs> you know or at a wedding reception or something i call that anthropology music. well yeah i mean but in general you know, i mean it, we, it's, it's like just what people it's like yeah. memories and you know and it's it's cool it's it's like a function of the musician to play that be able to play that stuff I mean, and a lot of those out people like they don't you know i i total believer as a as a you know guy from kansas city i believe you know mary lou williams talked about that you know like you can't play out unless you know the tradition and you know that's a common trope among the older people, and it's pretty, you know, you gotta say it's yeah, true. But, but, yeah, but it wasn't ever supposed to mean what it means now, which is that no one is ever gets around to expressing himself because they're so busy thinking that they have to learn how to play in, that their whole lives pass them by. Right. While they do what somebody else did. And, right. And, and, they've been, and they've been castrated into the belief that that, that right. they're not allowed. Well, I think they're it's... Not, you're not I, allowed. I think what we're... What, it's like... You know, who said this? Was it Nixon? You know, what we had... No, George Wallace or something. Oh, we, I don't know. Maybe it was a fireside theater. I don't know. What we have here is a fail... Oh, it was it Jack Nicholson. Yeah, no, no, it's not. No, it's, 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 no, it's a cool hand loop. Yeah. <laughs> what we have here is a failure to communicate. Yeah. Well, what I think we have here is a failure of imagination. Yeah. You know, of American culture, maybe world culture, I don't know, global I'm, culture. Funny, because, I mean, you know, my feeling on that movie is actually what we've arrived at is shaking the tree boss, shaking the tree boss, and he's always shaking the tree, he never leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's doing all the maneuvers for escape, but not escape. Right, 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 there on. you go. Shaking the, the tree boss. There you go. Like, no, see, he just goes over and shakes the, the tree. It's the perfect right. metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go and shake the tree, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Than escaping, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, so I would just sum up, you know, my New Orleans. It's like been bittersweet, you know. Great. Is it? Is it over yet? Or is it no, still... no, we're still going. We're still okay. Going. I'm well, I'm not stopping until you're done. Bittersweet, you know. Lack of press, you know. Lack, not even lack of press. Like lack of even notice mm -hmm. that I exist. It's like. Well, most of us out here... Okay, there, which, you know, Mardi Gras debutante do I have to, like... <laughs> yeah, but out here, whether it's me... You know, look, James Singleton was using you for a long time. A lot of the greatest musicians in town are very, uh, you know, are very... Uh, very uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's very cool. Electrified it's by cool, because you know what? I don't really care. In fact, I, I kind of avoid it. It's kind of... I kind of avoid it. I, I kind of have this whole low-key thing, and I... I don't really want to get into a marketing culture. That's what I wrote right. about. It's part of that country, that thing, that compartmentalization, where I don't really want to use the knowledge I have of marketing to apply to my music. Yeah. You know, it's like I just keep them separate. I don't read about music or write about music. You know, even though I read and write a lot, you know. And it's just this weird thing. And I know all about marketing, having analyzed it. For, you know, doing, done these the intense writing projects. Like, I've written over, like, 50 books on this subject, you know. And so I know it backwards and forwards, but I don't actually apply it to my career. And, and that's, you know, 
And I respect people that do. It's just, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I don't really want to, you know, it's fine. I'm glad that you're, like, interviewing me. This is nice to, like, actually talk about some of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, you know, some of the things that we've talked about off the air, mm-hmm. you know, are, um, you know, relevant to what we have to say. It's, and, and it's prickly, you know, but, but I don't want it to be really, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, it's like, I'd rather just shut up and, and let the music play out. Cause that's, it, it's like what I've gotten to over the years. And then maybe we can end with this is that. It's a very internal feeling. It's like a very, you know, I, I think of jazz as like, you know, I played classical, I played in orchestras, I played with the Youth Symphony of Kansas City, I played with the Northwestern Orchestra, I played, you know, um, but I've always gravitated toward jazz because I guess I can't help it, you know, I was marked when I was a young child, so, and I, and I, and I look on it as this, Incredible art form that's very de- and po- politically it's very democratic mm-hmm. and very free freedom and expression. You know all the things that like Leroy Jones will talk about mm-hmm. or whatever. All those guys. <clears throat> and um, but but it but it but it the thing that I like about it the most is that it takes like sentiment, like Hallmark card sentiment, like. Um, and turns it into just transforms it into beauty, mm-hmm. you know, transmogrifies, mm-hmm. you know, makes it sacred or sometimes, or or just makes it beautiful. It's like how you can take a normal, mundane thing, feeling, and then take roses are red and violets are blue, you know, and then just turn it into something beauty. Like folk music does that too. Mm-hmm. Um, like a really profound on a profound level. Mm. Jazz does it with like a lot of ornamentation, you know, and like beautiful, like it's like, you know, be- like a Hieronymus Bosch painting or something, you know, with like tons of technique and stuff. But it's a transformation, and I really like that. And and over the years, that's where I'll leave it now. Is that um, um, that production or reproduction of beauty, you know, aesthetics and, and all the things like that are connected that with that like hip and square and mm-hmm. and trad and innovative and all the you know, all the terms that are mm. yeah, authenticity versus, you know, whatever whatever the opposite of authenticity. <laughs> but it's all become very internal and that's that's you know, um, although I still turn to the external to um, give me a gauge on if I'm going in the right direction. But but I can't think of any... I mean, I can't... I All the things that I do now are just coming sort of from what I feel inside. And it's like... And for better or for worse, <laughs> that's where I am now. And maybe I'll start, you know. What a what um just what my last question that was. Maybe I'll I, evolve I into a new. Let's you know. tell the listener that is how Dave chose to end, and I subverted for the first time, which is just ask one thing: Is there something that you're working on now, or is there somewhere you want to go, or is there some things that you want to work on? Right. 
Well, yes, I'm always working on technique and, and, you know, because that's always been hard for me. And um, some people, it just comes easy and they're very fast, have a lot of facility. And it's always been a struggle for me, but I just keep trying that. But, you know, I'm doing this show tomorrow, August 2nd, 2011, (laughs) at the Open Ears. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be there. And I'm doing some incorporating my poetry into it, some okay. writing, some and some just some re, some vocal stuff, mm-hmm. you know, for better for worse, you know. It's like you know, I, 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 you know, that's that's maybe that's I've had that for a long time, you know. It's maybe integrate some more vocal stuff into it, but otherwise, I just hope to get as fast as Zakir Hussein and Steve Smith and then I'll be fine. Then we'll levitate the world and everything and the debt crisis will be solved. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll enter the new world. I thought it wasn't a crisis. (laughs) It was something Bridge McConnell came up with. (laughs) (laughs) He bankrolled the crisis. (laughs) (laughs) It was all John Wayne's fault. Yeah. As a libtard, I would say it's all Mary and Wayne's fault. A libtard. There's a lot of people up here who don't know that line. A libtard. Maybe you understand what that means. Oh, well. (laughs) All right, Dave. Listen, thanks a lot. And uh, it's been great. I'm really glad. Oh, well, thanks, Jonathan. I mean, Jonathan's one of the... He's definitely the happening cat in New Orleans ever since I got here. And now it's the end of an era. Error. Error. And, and, but it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. So, um... I hope so. Great, great. All right, Dave. Well, thanks a lot. Wow.